0: You want to find and keep your tribe of raving fans. I want to support that journey. This is the Digging Deep podcast with your host Justin Lamb of 360 Media. I explore ways to help you build a more attractive business that finds and keeps your tribe of raving fans. Hey everybody, this is Justin Lamb and you're listening to Digging Deep podcast. And today we're on episode 31. So we've uh, we're almost half or over halfway through uh the the full year of podcast and one per week. And today I have a really amazing guest. He's a very bright individual uh and has very, very far reaches uh in Vancouver in the social media and uh digital marketing scene. And that's Ami Sanyal from the Uncommoners Club. Ami, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for the invitation, Justin.
0: So tell me a little bit about uh, you know where you came from, you know, how did you get into digital marketing?
1: It's a bit of a winded road, uh, as it often is with entrepreneurship. I started out as a photographer. That was my first foray into business. And that was what I primarily did for over a decade. Um, you know, from the age of around 19 to 29, uh, that was my jam. But along the way, um, photography was sort of this gateway drug into entrepreneurship. I had some other businesses, um, namely a children's clothing boutique. I had a software as a service, a few others, and people started noticing our marketing and asking for help. And we uh, decided to create um, the Uncommoners Club as a way to help our friends and family. And that became the primary business that I run.
0: Well, that's really quite a quite an interesting turn of events. Uh, and so, you know, did you have any formal training um, or was it you know, cause social media really didn't have formal training, but you know, how did you learn the ins and outs of social media?
1: Um, so I'm a, I'm, I have no formal university training. I have, have been trained, uh, informally and through workshops and coaches and people like that, um, through the years. Um, I think the most, uh, the area that I, I, um, training the most would be through online um, courses and things like that when it comes to marketing because marketing changes so quickly you can uh, do a little bit better by finding some cutting-edge uh, people and training under them uh, the thing that I would do to learn uh, topics around sales which is also something we, we um, help our clients with those um, there are tons of really great books Available So with sales, I'll, I'll, I'll train by reading a lot of books. Cause there's, um, kind of tried and true, true foundations on that with marketing. I'll often take, um, the latest course.
0: And it is really interesting because over the last decade, uh, social media and internet marketing in general um, has grown exponentially and, and changed ever rapidly. It's almost as rapid as the common cold in terms of the the way it's changed and evolved. Uh, You know, what are some of the big things that you've noticed over the maybe the last, you know, three to five years uh, in terms of the way social uh, and internet marketing has changed and evolved?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think it took some time for people to start discovering the patterns, But now that their, you know, social media has kind of gone through its early infancy, um, we can start seeing some of them. And and one of the ways that it's evolved is uh, we know that channels start out by handing out organic reach to their early adopters and then throttling that back um, once it becomes a successful advertising platform. And so when we started the Uncommoners Club, we were focused on organic reach exclusively and we had two issues with that really quickly the first is most small business owners who who we help um, if they're coming to an agency it means that they they don't have a personal interest in in uh, populating their organic channels the second problem is that even if you do a really good job that organic reach is going to start throttling back as i just said and so Uh, For us, our main focus as an agency is in paid uh, media on social channels um, because it's a bit more predictable, right? Uh, While advertising costs do ebb and flow, um, you can guarantee a certain amount of uh, reach and the content you're sharing has longevity. And so we generally will work with clients who are interested in uh, creating a strategy that's going to work for a long time and not require a ton of their input as it goes. So so the evolution um, is from organic to paid um, and capitalizing on that as soon as possible.
0: And so paid is an interesting platform. Form to to kind of dabble in because there's so there's so many different ways that you can do that I mean there's paper clicks and then there's of course Facebook which has probably the most robust uh set of filters that you can apply to you know that uh, the the advertising platform in itself and you know and who you're directing and targeting uh, it in your experience what is what do you find is um a sticking point for you know, beginning entrepreneurs, people who maybe don't really understand the nature of, uh, you know, paid advertising. I know people like to do boosted posts and they don't necessarily get the reach that you're looking for and or they don't know what type of money that they need to kind of make a campaign effective.
1: Yeah, it's a very big question. Um, I think if you're uh, a business owner and you're thinking about, you you know, testing out advertising online. It's overwhelming, right? Um, The first thing that I like to consider is the target audience. And so are we going for somebody who is um, considering options, like they're a pretty educated buyer, they're really looking at, um, you know, say photography, uh, which wedding photographer am I going to choose? And they're googling and they're looking at different portfolios and pricing. Um, that's, that's a pretty advanced buyer, right? And so for those buyers, um, really investing in, in, in search um, advertising um, makes sense. You know, SEO as well, which is you not know, advertising, but related uh, makes a lot of sense. Now, the type of target audience that we specialize in is not um, that advanced in that they know that they have a problem, but they haven't figured out what kind of solution they're looking for yet. And so we like to find those people through social channels like Facebook and Instagram um and help them define their ideal solution, right? So that's where social really excels is targeting um a buyer with a great need but um not necessarily at the stage where they're price shopping yet, right? So we really like that stage. Now, the, the mistakes that people make is that okay, I'll, I'll start advertising on Facebook. I'm going to start, you know, boosting a post and you know five bucks here and there, and, and it's going to work. It doesn't usually work, right? So, um, you know, I feel like boosted posts sort of exists there as a um, a gateway drug for for Facebook to you know just just get you comfortable with the idea of spending money with them. But if you really want to get results. You need to set aside a proper budget that usually looks, you know, for us, like we, you know, anywhere between $5,000 up um, would be a good starting, starting place for, you know, really creating strategic campaigns. It's it's not a small investment for a lot of um, small business owners, but, you know, and you can do it for less and start testing for less, but I wouldn't think of it as a $5 investment. I'd, you know, Uh, a couple thousand dollars at the least would be a place I would start and I wouldn't do it with boosted post. I would, you know, at the, at the least look at um, the academy that Facebook provides to understand how you can do it properly if you're going to do it yourself.
0: Yeah. And I totally agree with that. I think there's such a misconception in the marketplace that, you know, if you, that, that $5 a day, you know, capped post doesn't really get you very far. And, And in fact, unless you're really, really good at targeting, um, you know, you're you're going to run through that budget pretty pretty darn quick, um, and I think a lot of people have this misconception that you know their their budget of hundred dollars to two hundred dollars a month is is going to take them very far and it evaporates like almost instantaneously. Uh, Facebook is really good at distribution, um, and and with that means that you're you're paying for for those uh, impressions, and so I think. Diving down and and really setting aside a proper budget is a really important thing if you're going to approach Facebook. So, in your opinion, where would you suggest a person who maybe doesn't have a ton of a budget, um, where would they start?
1: If you don't have a ton of budget, then you know advertising is a pretty difficult one to take advantage of, and so you have to figure out what the low hanging fruit is, right? And so. It's a little bit different for every person, but ideally we all want something that's gonna cost the least amount of money, take the least amount of time, it's highly targeted. Um, there's, there's a certain number of um, attributes that we're looking at, right? So um, what I'll sometimes suggest to, to business owners is, if you're not you know, certain which lever to pull, make a grid of, of what uh, your options are, right? Could it be guest posting, it could be uh, affiliate marketing, whatever it is. And you put that on the list and you put your, your ideal um, attributes on the top and you and you create um, a matrix there that will tell you, uh, you know, almost from a statistical standpoint, which one of these makes the most sense first, right? And you might find that email marketing coupled with guest posting on different blogs would be perfect for you because you don't have the budget for advertising yet. But as soon as you have that budget, bam, that, that makes more sense, right? So it's not a cut and dry answer, it's a little bit different depending on your skill set and your interests and and uh, you know some people would take a lot of time in guest posting that wouldn't be the the cheapest thing for them to do. so um, I think that's something that a lot of people who hop on calls with us you know interested in working with us are really asking well, what's the low-hanging fruit for us right and, and um, you know something that uh, that just speaking to a professional usually is a really good, starting point, because you you might find that that person's like, okay, you're not ready to work with us, but I recommend you start working on blogging or whatever it is. So there's no cut and dry answer, I'm afraid.
0: Yeah, and I totally agree with that. I think a lot of people are really, um, you know, looking for the easy way out. They're looking for the quick, quick uh, way to, to nirvana. And, and that doesn't necessarily exist. I mean, you're going to have the odd unicorn, somebody who really had that stroke of luck and, and really hit the right right uh, market at the right time Um, but so much of it is trial and error and then the other part of it is i i think a lot of people misunderstand is uh you know facebook uh blogging you know youtube instagram all of these are just delivery mediums and it's up to us as business owners to find the mediums that we're comfortable in and you know what makes sense for one business doesn't make sense for another business and of course then uh, as you mentioned, all the variables that exist in terms of what we like and what we want to do. Uh, and I think uh, a lot of people should spend their time doing something that they enjoy and that they can enjoy for a long-term because the game for content marketing is really strategically long-term uh, you know, investment in time and effort, not, not necessarily a short, short-term sprint.
1: Yeah, you're so right. I think that a lot of people make the mistake of um, looking at what their biggest competitor in the space does and trying to copy it and not really having a regard for their own resources, skills, etc. And so um, you just can't win that butt fight. That, that, that other business is probably years ahead on that journey. They might have you know, 10x the, the investment dollars you're going to you're going to win them in a sword fight that's not going to happen right and so um looking really closely is what's going to work for you um and sometimes even putting blinders on what's happening in your industry and starting to look okay like what are other industries doing really well is a better place to start um because consistency is one of the things that you know business owners have the hardest time with um especially when it comes to marketing right so uh, you have to, if it's going to be a big drain on your time, you have to like it. It's, it's not going to happen otherwise. Right. And so, um, yeah, that's an, that's an interesting point.
0: And what, do you th- what are your thoughts on some of the newer platforms that have kind of cropped up in the last few years, TikTok being probably the most uh, prevalent one?
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we haven't we haven't um, worked in TikTok a ton with our clients, but it's fun. I mean, I'm always excited to see new platforms crop up. Um, You know, at this stage, the people we help are sort of exhausted by the amount of options. Like, you know, same with low hanging fruit in their marketing strategy. It's also low hanging fruit. What's the low hanging fruit for our specific channel use? Um, So there's a sense of overwhelm that comes with each new channel. Um, and, but for us, it's exciting because it's a new playground to test. Usually it means that the advertising on those platforms are, you know, very uh, inexpensive early on. So there's some really cool opportunities in, in places like Snapchat and, and TikTok and, and uh, other, other platforms that are up and coming. Um, the truth is, though, like you mentioned, that is that Facebook, Facebook Facebook, for targeting is is unbeatable right now. You know, it's it's a weird one. We'll sometimes be talking to like a B2B client and they'll be like, oh, you know, our people aren't on Facebook. The answer is yes, they are. And you're probably going to get to them cheaper if you try on Facebook first and then complement through tools like LinkedIn. So um, nine times out of ten. We're using Facebook and Instagram almost exclusively with our clients, and then um, once in a while we'll be adding these multi-channel approaches um, uh, later on. So, you know, there's definitely still a monopoly in the in the game. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: I think you did such a great job. Like, uh, I think Zach. Zuckerberg is as, as much as people, you know, crap on him for for all the 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 stuff that that goes on behind the scenes. I mean, he really created such a, a fantastic data collection monster. Yeah. Um, you know, people are just so easily, you know, uh, hand over, you know, intimate information about their life and details. And I mean, you could target a person who's like like within a within a couple of uh, hundred meters of an mm-hmm. area and you can nail them with targeting. It's so refined. It's so interesting.
1: Yeah. It's this weird one because, um, a lot of clients actually get creeped out by their own marketing, right? Like the, that's a, that's a funny aspect of it. No, it's true. It's, it's a very advanced piece of technology and the cool thing that's happening and, and the opportunity for small business owners to really take advantage of is the fact that like the targeting options on Facebook are crazy. You can put in all sorts of details, but the best targeting is usually no targeting at all, which means letting the algorithm find your uh, target client by looking closely at the copy you're using. Um, that's proven to be time and time again the best way for us to to find uh, you know potential buyers. Uh, the only thing that beats it is if there's a existing list, you can you know uh, do a retargeting campaign or. Or kind of mirror that list, but um, yeah, the, that's that's really interesting to me. Is that it's taking a little bit of the the targeting finesse out of it and just letting the machine do its job, right? And so that's that's been pretty cool um, to take advantage of.
0: Yeah, machine learning is so interesting. And and how have you like what do you see AI coming into play over the next few years? as you know we're going to be introducing things like five G um, you know, into the system. And and that means like data is just going to be moving at an enormous rate. Like, what does that mean for us as advertisers?
1: I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's a shift. I think we, we really have to start paying attention, um, on the fact that the technical aspects of everything that we do are likely to change in the next few uh, years, uh, or decades at least. And, um, you're left with the creative aspects, right? That's the part that machines are still very, very challenged on. And if, if may never be able to completely, you know, take on. And so um, for us, you know, this took a while for me to realize is that um, the heart and soul of what we do is, is based in our copy, right? Um, Like I just said, like if we run an ad, a lot of the times we aren't doing like an insane amount of targeting, we're letting the copy do the targeting for us. Through, through Facebook. And so um, that's very, very difficult. There are companies trying to generate copy through um, AI, but and, and it's interesting, but uh, to actually create conversions, create sales, things like that, I think that's a long, long way off. And that's the area that we're doubling down on.
0: That's amazing. That's really smart. And I think a lot of people uh, try to skip over that because it's such the hard part about it. Um, but copy is really an extension of the way you generally sell your product or service anyways. And I think a lot of people miss that um, is they feel like, you know, how are they going to write to another person? But I mean, if you sold your product to a single person already and you've done it multiple times over in your business, then you actually have your copy down. You just haven't written it out. Yeah. Um, You know, you haven't taken it from here out to a piece of paper. So it is really quite interesting, but um, you know, there's also the time aspect and
1: it's a craft in and of itself yeah i think um the cliche is that you know copy is is a salesman in print right and so um if you're a business owner or a salesperson you have the material it's just refining it to the point where it can be read in a way that's compelling right and so um yeah you're right that most most entrepreneurs already have that material it's just a matter of refining it
0: Amazing. And so tell me a little bit about the Incommoners Club in general. Like what are you guys, uh, you know, what's the breadth of what you do?
1: Well, um, so our specialty is helping business owners that uh, give advice. So we, we specialize in helping uh, a lot of coaches, consultants, training providers and helping them um, go from, usually they come to us around half half a million in revenue. And they're 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 targeting one two three, and they're realizing that the things that they did in the past, all the keynote speaking and the blogging and the podcasting and creating content, isn't going to be the thing that gets them there. And so uh, we we use uh, a lot of um, in depth webinars, educational uh, material to create marketing funnels for them.
0: Amazing. And so, you know, with that, have you have you. Looked into or gone into helping clients do things like Teachable or Udemy uh, where where they're, you know, actually creating coursework and stuff like that. Or do you strictly sort of stay in that webinar space.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we advise sometimes, but like I say, most of the time, the people coming to us, um, they've they've established. Um, their teaching material. It's like, that's, that's ideally the situation there. They're coming to us and they say, well, listen, I've got a great course and we're, we're doing pretty well here, but I want to pour gasoline on this thing. And that's where we can really help them because there's a certain um, sense of confidence around the fact that, okay, if I spend X thousand dollars, um, it's going to reach this amount of people. And I'm going to close a certain number of those. Right. Whereas people coming to us say like, listen, I've got an idea for a course and what do you think you to me or this or that? we can advise, but uh, when it comes to marketing, there's a lot of nervousness around, you know, is this the best next step? And and a lot of times the answer is no, right? The answer is you should go and and just put it in front of people, your friends and family and see if anyone will buy this thing. Right. And so um, yeah, we're spending less time in the course platform side of things and more uh, time in the the marketing of the courses.
0: Amazing. And what's the future hold for you? Are you going to stay in this? Are you going to go to a, are you going to move to the next stage? Is there a next stage?
1: Hmm. Um, Right now we're, we're staying in this. Something interesting during COVID is we um, opened up a little bit more of um, the smaller projects that we do. So more, more direct copywriting in the, in the direct response um, side of things. So helping uh, companies with uh, refining their, their sales pages or their, um, their best performing advertising, things like that. So that's been an interesting foray for us is just, you know, going in and, and doing um, these projects for, for companies rather than doing their full um, funnel. So the funnel work we do is often with small business owners, you know, one to five people teams. Um, whereas the direct response, we, we have the opportunity to work with a larger um you know, uh, a broader range of companies. Uh, so, you know, one we worked with is, is a large, you know, public, public, com- um, um, company and, and, uh, you know, so it's, it's interesting for us to be playing, playing with that.
0: Fantastic. And something I always like to ask my guests is what is a, uh, a piece of reference material resource that uh, has impacted your journey or career as an entrepreneur? Um, and, and what could you share about that uh, to the people who are listening?
1: Um, there's a lot of, of material I could point towards. I think, you know, one of the tried and trues is how to win friends and influence people. Um, it's a, it's probably been mentioned on the podcast before. Um, if you've ever asked this question before. Uh, so that's, that's a, that's one I come back to often and, and, and recommend to a lot of people. Another one that's a little bit newer, um, is a podcast by the, the name of Naval. Um, Naval, are you familiar with this?
0: I am not actually. Okay. Well, this
1: is one I, I I know you'll love. Um, so Naval is, uh, one of the co-founders of AngelList. Um, and he, you know, is a very successful investor. Uh, I believe he's like a billionaire. He's a, he's, he's one of the top uh, kind of self-made Silicon Valley guy types. And he did a podcast uh, with a very clickbaity title called how to get rich but it's material and content is more like philosophical in nature so uh, I really enjoyed that one because it, it does such a great job of outlining some of the struggles that entrepreneurs um, kind of go through you know one of my favorite parts being like how do you how do you deal with the fact that you know we don't always want to hustle. Sometimes we want to break, but entrepreneurs often uh, feel guilty around that. And he's got an interesting
0: framework for thinking about things like that.
1: So I like the way he thinks. Um, that's, that's one I've listened to a handful of times. So Naval's podcast, How to Get Rich.
0: Oh, fantastic. That's something I'm going to have to check out amongst a, a million other things that I've sure. got on my list, just like you must have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, want to learn a little bit more about uh, you, how are they going to get in touch?
1: Um, you can shoot me an email, Ami at uncommonersclub.com. Uh, you can find me uh, on most social channels, uh, Ami Sanyal.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you everybody for listening. This has been a really interesting podcast. I like uh, that Ami has a, a wealth of knowledge, and I think you know people who are looking into doing advertising and on Facebook and you know Google really uh, could find value in this particular podcast and and learn a little bit more about you know the context of when you're really ready to do so because I think a lot of people have a misconception uh that spending a a, a small amount of money is going to yield great results and that we as we discussed today that's not always the case uh so if those people are listening thank you so much for for tuning in I really do appreciate it thank you for helping me hit 500 uh downloads so I'm super excited about that and uh uh tune in next time uh until I guess next episode thanks Ami for joining me today
1: Thanks for the invitation, Justin.